Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I say that along with him. Uh, when he said, everyone say, preacher, preach to me. I, I do that too because sometimes the preacher preaches to himself when he preaches. Amen. There's been sometimes I just, I just want to stop and say, okay, everybody go home now. <laughs> Shall we? I got the message. <laughs> amen. Praise God. I, I'm thankful for the word of God. Amen. Amen. I give honor to Pastor and Sister Reagan who is out right now. Amen. Taking care of important family stuff and it is important. Amen. You only get one family, and uh, and you thank the Lord for them, and uh, and so uh, just thankful for them and their the great honor that uh, He's given me to be able to minister here in His absence. And uh, you'd have to pastor to know exactly how how uh, how mind uh, the, how, how much that can weigh on your spirit. Amen. It was it was after I had, and I've always tried and feel like I've done a good job with not uh, dishonoring a pulpit anywhere when I've evangelized. But particularly after I, the, I remember the first evangelist I had when I began to pastor, uh, Brother Self, all of a sudden I realized what all them pastors had felt when I got up there, and they hadn't heard me preach either. Uh, and so uh, I, I, uh, I, boy, it was a it was a nerve wracking feeling. I'm just telling you. Amen. So I'm thankful for the honor and uh, thankful for God's people. I want to commend your faithfulness to the house of God, to the things of God, and uh, and pushing and pulling. Times it's right to push, other times it's right to pull. Amen. If you don't think that's right, just go out and try and pull a door you're supposed to push and push a door you're supposed to pull. Amen. And so there's there's a time to do both. Amen. I'm thankful that for a church that, that gets... Pretty much everybody uh, gets in the harness with every service, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Now, <clears throat> now I can I, I know what I'm going to preach, and I can preach it two ways. I can preach it I can preach it the evangelistic way, where we'll have we'll just have some good church, or I can preach it the teaching way, where we'll just kind of just be cool and collected, and just kind of then have good service, and then we go home. Which one y'all want? Okay, I got three of you. All right, good. That's a majority. That's all I needed. Amen. Turn to the book of James. James chapter 5. James the fifth chapter. Oh, hallelujah. I've got a right to praise the Lord. Amen. I got a right to lift my voice. Everyone say lift my voice. Hallelujah. I always, I, I, it's just fun watching people. I enjoy watching people. Amen. I'm one of them guys that when I go to the mall anymore, I, I just like to watch people. I have more fun. And uh, I, there's always two songs that go through my mind whenever I'm just people watching. The first one is Look at All the Lonely People. Most of you don't know that song. Uh, and then the other one is People Need the Lord. And, uh, and, and I don't know why. It's just they've just been joined together for years, 25, 26 years, those same two songs. And uh, there's a lot of loneliness in this world. And the only thing that's going to take care of it is the Lord. Amen. You can only substitute it with things for so long. But oh, thanks be to God when you get God at the center. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. What a mighty God. Amen. Amen. Verse number, oh, 
let's see here. What verse do we want to do? Oh, I guess we'll, we'll do verse 16. That sounds good. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That's a P-R-A-Y, not a P-R-E-Y. There is a difference. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias or Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Everyone say passions. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Jesus, I ask you to help me with your word. God and your people, I thank you, Lord, for what I feel. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful spirit, Jesus. God, help us. Oh, Lord, God, you know every situation that's present in this building. God, right now, Lord, it just looks like all good church folks that's here. And that's fine, Jesus, because you have a job that you want to do amongst us. I pray, God, that you would help us, oh, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I don't have a title yet, so don't worry about it yet, brother. Amen. Confess your faults one to another and pray. Everyone say pray. Pray, pray, pray pray one for another. And then he says that you may be healed. There's healing that takes place. Not just emotional healing. That verse is talking about healing for the body as well. That your body may be healed. While I am praying for a brother or sister, healing can come to that situation. Amen. I'm not just talking about praying. I didn't want to talk about laying hands and praying just for a sick knee, but praying, forgiving one another, confessing a fault to one another. While I'm confessing that fault and we begin to pray, healing can come to my situation. Healing can come to my mind. Healing, deliverance can come to what we're praying about. Whoa, praise God. Praise God. This is going to be a little message for some. It might be a little boring. It's just going to be on prayer. Now, I know what the Holy Ghost wants to do. I'm just not certain how we're going to get there. So, uh, <laughs> everyone say prayer. prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer changes things. My goodness, does it ever change things. Oh, if there's some of us here, we all know that intuitively because we've been, most of us all here have been filled with the Holy Ghost and, and you know what it was like when you was praying and, and you received the Holy Ghost. And so you know that things can change with prayer. But, uh, I'm not talking or reaching right now for somebody probably that needs the Holy Ghost. Uh, you need to grab a hold again of the same fervency you had when you prayed for the Holy Ghost. I said the same fervency that you prayed with when you got the Holy Ghost. Uh, The scripture said that if I hold fast the beginning of my confidence, uh, steadfast unto the end, uh, I'll be made a partaker of Christ. Uh, That means the same way that I got saved uh, is how I got to be to stay saved. Oh, hallelujah. There's something about it when you pray and you know it's been your prayer that broke somebody through uh, to a miracle. Uh, That it is your prayer, uh, not somebody else's, but your prayer uh, that brought somebody in. uh, And they got to hear the message, uh, the gospel message. There's something uh, about knowing God used you uh, in intercession. Uh, There's something about knowing uh, that on a dead church service night, uh, when it just seemed 
seemed like it was just going to kind of go with the flow. Uh, one young person had been praying. Uh, one young person started saying, oh, no, no, uh, I'm going to get a hold of God. Oh, hallelujah. Prayer, prayer, prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Uh, when you grab a hold of prayer uh, and you begin to really pray. Not just walking in talking. There's, there's some levels of prayer. There's, there's levels and I'm well aware where I'm preaching right now. And, and, uh, I didn't argue with God over this, but it's been on my mind a couple days now. And, and, uh, and prayer, just prayer. There's prayer. I, I spent a lot of times, you know, prayer just talking to God. Regular prayer is just talking to God. That's all it is. It's just talking. That's one reason why some folks have a hard time with even getting anything from God because they don't know how to just talk to God. I'm just, just, just talking to God. God, I love you. You ever just stop and just go through your day and just begin just to tell God how thankful you are for things? I mean, just, just, man, God, I, I love, now, I just sound dumb to some folks, but my wife and daughter are used to it, and my daughter doesn't hear it now, cause she hurt when she was younger, she'd be around the bedroom in the, in the bathroom area when I was showering, but man, there's time, thank you, God, for a shower. And I'll just remind you, you never had a shower. There's things I get to enjoy that Jesus never got to enjoy when he was walking on the planet. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Uh, you've been good to me. Thank you for this car. Oh, I know it breaks down. I know there's a thank you, God, for it. Uh, oh, thank you, God, for, for the shoes I got. I got several pairs of shoes. Now, I remember when I just had one pair. I remember when I just had one suit, and it didn't fit real good either. I remember a whole lot of things. When you remember where you were, it's easy just to become thankful. Thank you, God. I, I just want to talk to you a little bit here today. I want you to know how thankful I am. I, I want you to know how much I love you. Now, I'm just going to tell you, you know why some folks have a problem with prayer? Because they're easily distracted. You ought to see some of the things I've seen in churches. I see folks come in, they'll kneel down for about 30 seconds, run back to the bathroom. They're going to come back over here another 50. They got all these dumb things on their phone or the phones on their, on their watches now. Phones, some of the dumbest things. Y'all, somebody here, well, praise God anyway. Y'all need to learn how to check that thing off. Take the thing off. Put it to the side. It's hard to have a conversation with somebody uh, when you're always looking over at somebody else uh, wondering what they, turn the phone off. Uh, get the phone off your wrist. Uh, straight, keep your face down somewhere and pray uh, until you touch God. Oh, uh, there, well, hallelujah. Praise. Pray. Pray. Somebody said pray. Man, there ain't nothing. I'm telling you, I hope I get something through to sign. I know this is old hat to most of us here. Uh, and some of us been around a long time. Uh, some of you really got a hold of this. Others need to be energized. And some of you have never really been used in it. Uh, God wants some young people. Uh, God wants some folks to really be used in prayer. I said to really be used in prayer. Uh, it starts with just talking to God. Do you ever just like just to talk to Him? That means I gotta turn off the, I gotta turn off the, the music. I gotta get away. I just stop taking phone calls. I ain't gotta answer every text that comes in. Well, what if it's an emergency? It'll be an emergency when I'm done. 
That's probably why I ain't going to pastor again. I, you know, when I first pastored this, there was folks going, well, pastor, what this, there wasn't texting. And this was a 2004. The texting was pretty new. So they didn't, they, we didn't text much. And, uh, but pastor, I, I, what, what, if, what if somebody dies and we need to get a hold of you? I said, you go ahead and get a hold of me. I said, well, I'm just going to tell you this right now. If I'm sitting down to eat with my family, I'm going to finish the meal first before I go anywhere. Well, it's an emergency. It'll be an emergency when I'm done. When I walk out the door from my family, I'm going to be with your family probably more than I will be with mine for the next two weeks. I'm going to finish this meal. I'm going to let them know I love them because when you, when they, when I quit pastoring and all that, they're going to be the only ones to take care of me anyway. Well, praise God. See, some of you think, I gotta take care of this problem, and I gotta take care of that problem, and what about this over here? But have you stopped to really pray? Have you stopped to really communicate with God, and find out what He thinks about it? Oh, take the problem to God, casting my cares upon Him, for He cares for me. Oh, there's nothing like praying. I said, there's nothing like praying. Nothing like finding a place of prayer. What about my, what about my children? What about dead folks? We got all kinds of reasons. Folks, excuses why folks can't pray and touch God. You wonder how they had revival years ago. Folks learn how to get rid of distractions. Right now it's prayer time. Well, it's important. I had folks one time, they'd call, they'd call when I was at prayer time. Sorry, I'm praying. I'll get back with them. But they said it's important. It'll be important when I get done if it's important. It's amazing how many things you just, you just push it off to the side. I, I, I had so many things come. Pastor, there's a, there's a big problem. I said, have you prayed about it? That's my first requirement when folks are going to ask me, one, one in council. Have you really prayed about it? I said, I'm not talking about just go, Jesus, what do you think about this? And go come talk to me. I said, have you taken this problem to God? Have you really spent time uh, in intercession with it? Uh, Have you really prayed it through uh, and stayed with it for a little while? Until when I got up, uh, God, I still haven't got an answer. Let's go find somebody with an answer. Mm. Oh, that's the Bible said. To pray. Now, who did Elijah? That by the Bible talking about Elijah. Who did Elijah have to go get counsel from? How about the three Hebrew boys? How about Daniel and the lion? Boy, we do a lot of shouting about all that stuff, don't we? How about David? When he's being chased all over and he's responsible for a bunch of the Levites being killed because he just showed up there to get a hamburger. Well, when a hamburger, he's some neat. He just showed, he got all them killed. Who's he getting to talk to? I'll tell you, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He went and found him a place. God, if I gotta pray in a lion's den, I'm gonna pray. I may die. I may die while I'm praying because they eat me. But if they eat me, they're gonna have to eat me over and call it out to you. Oh, I love you, Jehovah. Oh, I thank you for your promises. Let me just tell you, you don't start learning how to pray when you get to the problem. You can learn how to sob. You can learn how to call. Our world is full of people. God, if you'll just get me out of this problem, I'll serve you. And God does and they don't. But there's nothing like somebody that walks with God. 
I told my daughter years ago when she got up in the middle of the, of the night, I said, you know, sometimes that may be just God testing you to see whether or not you'll spend a few moments in prayer with him. All of a sudden you wake up, it's fitful, whatever. Why don't you, instead of just rolling over and going back to bed or popping in another odyssey or doing whatever it is you do to try to go back to sleep, why don't you just get out and if roll over on the side of your bed or maybe just start walking in your room. Jesus, I love you. Is this your presence that's coming to my room? Oh, there's no telling what would happen to your prayer life if when that presence just kind of swept in there. Oh, there's been times where it wasn't nothing. It was just me. I just prayed a little bit, realized, man, I just woke up and this was no biggie. But I can't tell you how many times. Man, all of a sudden, I realized, man, I could have missed this if I had just went over. But God, you decided to visit me. Let me tell you, the Lord God will often visit you at the most importune times, at the times when you're sometimes the busiest. Oh, I gotta sleep. Oh, I got this to do. I'm telling you, I know what it's like to be on a construction site, working all day long, swinging my hammer, and the Holy Ghost just kind of. Man, you want to break out talking in tongues, praying? I, I've had tears start. So you know where I went? All you, all some of you men know. I went to the blue room. They thought they knew what I was doing in there, but I'm just in there for a few minutes. God, I love you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh thank you, God. Talk in tongues a little bit and come out the blue room. Praise you. You say you can feel God. You can feel God anywhere you want to, as long as you got your hands up, as long as your heart's open to receive. The Bible said that he was a man subject to like passions. And here's where, here's where, brother and sister. Now, I'm going to give you a few things here to help you in prayer. And I, I hope, I, I, I know, I feel like I know how this is supposed to end. We'll see. Four things about prayer that'll, that'll help you. There's four, there's four levels to prayer that we all go through. And, and we cycle through them. Now, after a while of living for God, you, you, you spend less time at the first two, but you do have to come back and revisit them from time to time. But when you first are converted and you're first learning to pray, now, let me just see, when I was a kid, now, my mom was the most praying woman, at once the most abusive person I've ever met personally and the most praying woman I've ever met in my life. I can't explain it, not going to try to, just tell you how it was. But we would, we would pray. So my sister would have been about seven, so I'm somewhere around ten. We would have to deal down at the bed with mom while she prayed. Mom would pray for two and three hours. She would just get in this prayer. She'd sing in tongues. She'd talk in tongues. And if you decided you was going to get up, somehow she got out of the spirit and knew, and, and, and you'd get busted. And so my sister and I learned how to kneel on each side of the bed. Well, you know, when you're seven and nine and ten, you ain't got a whole lot to understand to pray about. And and really, your mind, after about five minutes, you're ready to go play ball. You're ready to go do something. But it didn't work that way at my house. So you was going to sit there at the end of the bed. And so we learned how we started praying for Shamu. We'd pray for all the zoo animals. We'd pray for, I'm just telling you, God's on truth, so we wouldn't get a wolf and get smacked around. We was praying for everything. And so now I'm not talking about that type of prayer. I'm not talking about just, just trying to make it through, although some folks do that sometimes. 
Just, just try to try. But there's, there's these four areas of prayer that you got to understand that, that we're all going to go back to, but you can get past the first two. The first, the first level of prayer is it, it's a, it's a duty to pray. That's, that's the first place that most of us encounter. I, I, I must pray. Must pray. And so, and, and that's, that's hard for folks to get down. I must now, when you're a new convert, it's kind of easy at first, but everybody hits the wall. Every new convert hit, whoa, man, I'm on fire, uh, until the first fight with mama. Until, until they fall down a few times and all of a sudden, man, I don't know if I, and now I gotta learn, I gotta get a duty to pray. Duty. Duty. I must pray. And then if I can get that fixated in my mind, I, I got to pray. Then I start working on the discipline of prayer. That's the second one. I, I, I start disciplining myself. I get it fixed in my mind. I must pray. I gotta pray. And a lot of times where folks will, they'll, they'll, they'll start bouncing around. I, I, I gotta pray. Some point today, I gotta pray. And, and then if they don't pray that day, the devil beats them up, condemnation. I didn't pray yesterday. I might as well just throw in the towel. No, I gotta pray today. And so, and so that thought, I gotta pray. Well, after a while of getting beat up long enough, the person goes, okay, I'm gonna nail down a time. I'm gonna nail down some dis, I'm gonna get some discipline in my prayer. And so now, these are the folks that they're going to pray a certain time every day. And you got to be careful because those are also some of the folks that will condemn everybody else. Don't pray when they pray. Or don't pray as loud or as long as they pray. And some folks, well, see, discipline's a dangerous place to be. Because at disciplined prayer, it's easy for the ego to get involved. It's easy for, look at what I'm doing for God and what are you doing? I pray an hour a day. I pray a half hour. You know, now what'll happen in a service like this, some folks, that they've been wavering a little bit. You get down to the service like this, my God, I'm going to pray two hours every day. Man. And you got you to gotta learn how to pray 10, 15 minutes a day first. Hey Amen. Make a habit. Just If I just get 10, 15 minutes of good prayer. Not just walking around like a lot of times happens in a church service. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Or you get like some knuckleheads. Then one guy I know, he's so spiritual. Him, it's translated to his whole family. He's a good guy. He really is. But I don't know how you do this. This guy talks in tongues. I mean, he'll talk in tongues like that. I ain't exaggerating. That's exactly how it's done. That's too spiritual. That, that ain't spiritual. That's idiocy. Hey man, that ain't of God. I'm just telling you, that's not of God. You don't turn the Holy Ghost off and on like a spigot. Hey man, somebody gets really into, into the spirit, man, you don't just stop and tell somebody, oh, oh, grab something to eat after service. That's ridiculous. And so, but discipline prayer, Discipline prayer is a place that we got to get. It goes from a duty. I recognize I must pray. Now, I'm going to nail down some prayer time. 
I'm going to do it. Years ago, there was, a, there was a book that was written called The Nautical Hour. And uh, some guy wrote, wrote a book. So if you don't pray at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, or 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, boy, that's, that's when the Lord walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the, of the day, you know. And so if you don't pray then, well, you're missing the opportunity uh, of the lifetime. And your prayer really doesn't mean much during the day. That's what the guy wrote. That's what he said. I felt, felt bad for all them guys that's working, you know, graveyard shifts and stuff, you know. What do they do, you know? <laughs> Sorry, pal, you're just out of luck. Hope you make the rapture. So it's not an, it's not a certain time, but it is a time that you appoint to God. A discipline, God, I'm going to give you this amount of time every day. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face. Uh, God, I want you to know I love you. Uh, I'm going to set aside the phone. I'm going to set aside uh, all the stuff. Uh, I'm just going to make a time, God, where it's just you and me. And the, and the parents, especially with small kids, what do they go? Hey, well, what about us? What do we do? Well, that's when parents or uh, husband and wife really do help one another. Honey, I, I'll watch the kid uh, while you get some prayer time in. Uh, you go on over there and have yourself a time with the Lord. Uh, honey, I'll praise God. That's good preaching now. It'll be good preaching in 10 years. Uh, and we practiced it at my home with my one kid. And so uh, that's just how it is. So that way there could be some time. Now that's duty and discipline. A lot of folks don't make it past discipline. Because it takes so much effort to get to discipline takes so much to grab the flesh daily you're going to pray what about when I don't feel like it he was subject to like passions see here's the deal passions change sis when I was 16 my passion was to drive a car I'm 48 my passion ain't to drive nothing I put 5,000 miles a month on my van. I'm not passionate about driving nowhere now. I go because I need to. But it ain't the same passion I had when I was 16. When I was 18, 19, 20, early 20, I was passionate about getting married. Well, I'll let you be married a little while. You're going to find out that passion will wane a little bit. And if you don't grab it back somewhere, <laughs> if you don't grab that passion back, you're going to have the whole thing explode. Thank God for His Spirit. That's where prayer comes in. Amen. Praise God. It'll heal the waning passions. But you can't go according to your passions. Otherwise, you'll end up like Elijah. Calls down fire from heaven. He prays so fervently, he pulls a cloud up out of the sea. You want another example of prayer? One prayer, it's just I think 38 words or something. It's a small prayer and fire comes out of heaven. The next prayer, it's a whole lot easier to get fire than it is to get rain. That one takes him seven tries. We don't know how long he was on that mountaintop praying. And all it was was a little cloud that come up. He said, that's enough. That's all I need right there. It was a discipline of prayer that kept him going back. Man, the fire comes once. Woo, I like, that's how I want to pray all the time. But that ain't how it is. 
More often than not, you're going to be praying seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty times. But you got to keep going back. I don't see anything yet, but I'm going to keep praying. That's the discipline of prayer. I'm going to stay here until something breaks. I'm going to stay here until an answer comes. Oh, hallelujah. Passion, though. See if he just went by his passion. Watch what happens to Elisha. Pulls fire down from heaven and clouds out of the sea. Gets scared of one woman. I'm going to kill you this time tomorrow. Ah, might as well go die. And we make fun and laugh about it. But every one of us has been there. Every one of us has been there. And we didn't have nearly the woman chasing us that he did. Something happened. Well, we had great fit of faith. God did wonderful things. And a, and a day later, a week later, whoo, God used me. Then you get in a fight with mama and you're ready to quit church. Whoo, Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> well, I talk in tongues, roll all over the floor. I get up, get mad at my parents. I said, I'm going to not go to church no more. I turn 18, 19, I'm out of here. Passions. You got to get your passions under control. God wants passionate people, but he wants them to have control of their passions. Knowing how to regulate the passion makes a difference in your prayer life. Because from discipline, if you get past discipline, once you nail down discipline, which is where a lot of folks stop, because it's so difficult to get there. And I, and I'm happy. I'm happy with my accomplishment of knowing I pray every day. I, I, I've done good today. I have, I can check off the box. Sincere, I'm not, I'm not knocking when I say that. Understand that. Very sincere people, honest hearted, love God people. That's where they stop because they're interested in the discipline and they got it down. But the third one is when prayer becomes your desire. When I get, when I go, if I can get past discipline, brother, and it becomes a desire. It's not, oh, I gotta get, oh man, that's right, I gotta get to my, I gotta get to, I got an hour here, God, I, I wanna squeeze it in. But where prayer becomes, it's not just an hour. God, I gotta leave here right now, but on the way, I'm just gonna keep on talking to you. God, I, I just, I can't wait. Have you ever, I, I, I told my daughter about this. She's done it. I'm glad she does. I, I, and I've done it just a few times over the years, but, but I know this is going to sound dumb. You all just, you just, just take Savala for with whatever it is. But there's times I woke up in the morning. I had to go to work, do all the stuff you got to do. But I told God, God, I got some things I want to talk about to you tonight. Man, it's going to be a surprise. A couple times I've written him a letter. He saw me writing. I wrote this letter. I said, I got a surprise for you tonight. 
a desire. I can't wait to have just a little bit of time with you. I got something for you, Jesus. I'm not even going to pray and ask you for anything. It's just my desire to want to talk to you. Oh, you want to know? You say, well, I don't know if that's in the Bible. Ask David one thing. Have I desired? He wasn't just talking about a church service. He just liked to be in the presence of God. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after. Oh, I, I gotta pray. I know I need to pray. I'm going to pray. I got it down, but what about a desire to pray? Huh. And from that, it goes to the fourth thing. And they're not necessarily the same, but when it becomes a delight to pray, oh God, I just love you. I pray it's that type of praying. Let me tell you, when you get into that realm, you'll start seeing more answers to your prayer. Because now I've been, the Bible talks about, oh, the verse is, uh, about the, 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 the I'm, I'm missing, about the, the man that God causeth to approach unto him. Causes to approach. Causes. I read about a preacher and, uh, he was on a flight. Now they wouldn't do this today, most likely, but he was on a flight and him and another preacher and, uh, and they were flying and, and a, and a pilot come back and come back and they looked at this one preacher and said, Hey, would you like to come up to the front and see, see out? The guy said, Yeah, man, I'd love to. So both of them went up there and the one preacher, he really, he just kind of looked around. Well, oh, that's neat and turned around and walked out, went back, sat down. But the other preacher, he said, man, can I stay here? And he got to see, while everybody else, all they got to see was out the side windows or see the head in front of them or whatever. This preacher was able to see long before what everybody else could see. Wouldn't the Lord like to do that with his people? Come over here for a while. You've been making time for me. I want to show you a few things. I, I want to, I want to call you to a place. Samuel, oh, there's, there's young children in here. Oh, don't think it can't happen. So, well, he was a, he was a preacher. He was, but he didn't know that then. God calls a lot of folks, but he only chooses a few. Many are called, but few are chosen. How many others may he have moved on? But all of a sudden, Samuel, I hear voices. Oh, you're just sleepwalking, kid. Go back to bed. No, I hear something. I'll tell you what you do, son. Finally, when you feel that presence, you hear that voice. Don't just, don't just turn on the, on the, on the alarm. Don't just crank up the music. Don't just come walking around. Don't just go check the locks on the door. Why don't you say, is that you? Here am I. Happy is the man that God causes to approach unto you. Oh, Lord. Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. See, those that really delight and desire to pray, they move into that place of fervent prayer. Because I know what God can do. I know what he, He's done it before. He'll use me again. Oh, I remember before, before I ever realized God was calling me to preach, there'd be times I'd be, thank God for my wife. I'm glad you all got to meet her. 
first year or so of our marriage, two years, I'd just say, honey, I, I really feel like I need to go to the church and pray. Okay. Long before trackers on phones and, and all the phone stuff and all that mess. Okay. Just come back when you're done. Man, I'd go to, I'd go there. That, just feel that presence of God. Stay there an hour or two. God's looking for some folks. For revival to go further than it's ever been. It's going to take some folks to really tap into prayer. Not just the discipline of prayer. Oh, Jesus. For it to continue. I, 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 I had some interaction with an elder who knew, who knew Brother Bean. And uh, knew him very well. Matter of fact, Brother Bean was his pastor at one time. He told me, he said, Brother Savali, said one of the things that frustrated Brother Bean the most and one of the reasons why he ended up going to going to pastor and, and settle down was he got tired of going to places and they would get revived, but it wouldn't stay. And there were several reasons for that. He made a public post on the deal, but he talked to me about a few other things related to it. And one of them is that there wasn't enough that got a hold of a spirit of prayer. Apostolic prayer. Not just in the church house, but in their home and in their car. When was the last time you were just driving and the presence of the Lord approached? And I had to pull off the side of the road. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I praise you. See, it's that type of pray. Everyone say passionate prayer. The Bible said, now, now we're going to move here just a moment. The effectual fervent, fervent. Everyone say fervent. fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What happens when God fills, first fills somebody with the Holy Ghost? Are they righteous? Yes, because they've repented. And they are crying out to God. Thank you God for forgiving me. I love you. They're weeping. They're broken. And what happens? Why do they do that? Because there's a fervency attached to their repentance. But so often, after we've got the Holy Ghost, we forget that it's that same level of prayer that it's going to take to break through resistance that comes against us. This is why in church services, you can look around very quickly. And I know as an evangelist, Folks expect for the evangelist to beat up on everybody, you know, and go and make them pray and make them dance and make them do something. You realize by now I don't do that. I'll encourage. And if necessary, I'll rebuke. But that's that's not how I worship God. God's done too much for Joe Savala. It doesn't have to be coerced out. I'm like everybody else here. I get tired. I saw your brother. Yawning during the service. Hallelujah and a few others. You just happen to stick out to me. Hallelujah. Tired. 
body's tired. One of my prayers, every church service has an evangelist. I prayed this when I was pastoring, but especially as an evangelist. You all have been out working all day long, most of all, you school, all that. You come in, your bodies are tired. Minds are tired. It takes a little while to get acclimated to the things of God. That's why, that's why you need to be praying throughout the day. So there's a little bit of a little spark that's already lit on the way to church. Just, 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 you're not talking in tongues on the way to church. I mean, but sometimes it may happen. Most of the time, man, you got the kids in the car. Like, Be quiet. Whatever. You know, and it just seems like everything just wants to go crazy right before you go to church. And right after you leave church. Especially after a really good church service. <laughs> Whew, I need to quit. I need to quit. But if I learn how to have the spark when I get to there, I can begin to pray fervently. It doesn't take long to break into fervent. Now, what's so? What's funny? See, this is where everybody ought to preach because you see lots of nods and head shakes and everything like that. Not everybody's doing it. Um, but anyways, I'm glad that you agree and at least tacitly admit that it's right. But you'll not really know until you begin to begin to. Do it regularly. Not just every once in a while. It's kind of like when those folks, anybody ever see them people, they'll start to shout or dance. It's, a lot of times it's women, but sometimes it's it's guys. But it's like they have an explosion. They go into contortions before they start dancing and shouting. You know what? You know why that is? It's because they have not practiced yielding themselves to God. They don't do it regularly. That's not how it ought to be. It ought not to be somebody explodes, knocks 15 people down, and busts somebody in the jaw and stamps on everybody's toes. Well, that's telling the truth. That's not how it's supposed to be. Oh, I can get lost in the Holy Ghost. I like it when I do. But there's a whole lot of times, man, I just start dancing, worshiping. I, I don't feel anything special other than, man, I'm just doing this for God because I love God. Uh, see, there's that passion thing. Passion. Let's all, you'll find out when somebody says, let's all, I heard brother, brother Hilton, he said, let's all clap our hands. And I immediately look when, whenever somebody says, let's all clap our hands. Because I want to see how many folks actually do. Because that speaks, now it's one thing if you don't hear. But, but a lot of times, the folks that don't are the same folks, they don't really worship during the service anyways. So to exert some passion, they're going to sit back. See, it starts in prayer. It starts in prayer. When I'm by myself praying, I begin to clap my hands sometimes. See, you know what? You know why that it's hard for folks to do that? Pride. They're not used to it. Where do you get used to those things at? Private prayer. Private prayer, if you want public performance, uh, it is commensurate with your degree of private prayer. 
<laughs> you want the things of God to, to just come naturally. You, you want to have a liberty in the Holy Ghost. Uh, then there has to be private prayer. Thank God uh, for a church service. Uh, thank God for people uh, that there's enough that's pushing to override uh, those spirits that resist. And those spirits, well, I just do it next service or whatever. But I'm thankful uh, that there are those that say, man, I've been praying today. Uh, God, I'm seeking. Uh, I'm reaching. Uh, I, I believe you for greater things. I believe you for more things. And while I'm preaching, teaching, you can feel the pushback. And what some folks will do is they'll get mad and start, they'll, they'll beat up all the people that are doing right to get the two or three people that are resisting. And occasionally that's right to do. But there's enough that God. I want to be able to pray passionately. Whispering is not passion. You don't talk to anybody with your mouth covered. Hard to carry on a conversation that way. We've learned that with mass. Huh? What? What? Finally, they start. I said, you sort of right here. And now, if you drink in. It don't work in the natural. It's not going to work in the supernatural. Well, that means you, I got to be like you. No, nobody's like me. Good God, we don't want anybody like me. But be you, but be passionate for God. Oh, thank God for two of you. Oh, Jesus. Let's love the Lord right here. Now, God, you know what you want to do? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I love you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. I'm just going to give you, I, I just, I just spent, I don't know, 30 minutes or so preaching, giving instruction. Now I'm just going to tell you what I got to see here. This is what God saw. There's a, there's a good majority that was actually praying. There's others flipping through things. Uh, 
We're just talking about passion and fervency. Now, I'm just going to tell you, folks, you can hear it. The scripture said to give that the, he that heareth the spirit. Since that verse said, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. We are hearing today, but not really hearing. Now. I'm not going to force it. I know what the Lord wants to do. And I'll tell you what he wants to do before this service is over. What he wants to do, what he wants to do is to bless some folks in a very significant way through prayer in this service. But it's not going to come the way that some of us are praying. Some of you need it very much. You need a great breakthrough in prayer. But it's not going to come the way that you're praying. Because there's no passion. There's no fervency. I can't do that for you. So now what what is happening right now is, if I asked, how many believe that this is the word of God? Probably every hand in here would go up. You believe it intellectually, but not spiritually. Or you'd respond appropriately to it. Not to satisfy a preacher. This isn't about satisfying me. I'm just delivering you the word of the Lord. When you become passionate about prayer and God. I got, I got unsaved loved ones. Have you prayed passionately? And not just pray, God save them, God save them, help them, Jesus. But, I mean, get into a place where you begin to get into intercession for them. See, that's passion. You can't, you cannot pray, you cannot get into intercession without some depth of passion. Where you begin to groan. And tears begin to flow. And then a lot of folks, they just want to get to that place where, boy, I was interested. But what about to a place of great thanksgiving? Where the thanksgiving comes as powerfully as the spirit of intercession came. Let's all stand. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you, God, for your precious, precious, wonderful word. Lord, you are the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. God, it's not by might and not by power, but by your Spirit, Jesus. And your Word. Ah, Jesus. God bless your people, Lord, as they pray, as they reach. God, these, oh Lord, that are very tired in body, oh Lord Jesus. 
God, with all of the things that's come upon them throughout the day, and yet they're here. They've come into your house. They've come into your presence. God, they could have stayed home. They could have done a whole bunch of other things. God, I pray, God, that the power and the anointing of the Spirit would rest upon them in prayer right now like they've not known in a long time. God, give somebody, help them to become passionate about prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, young ladies. Come on, you can lift your voice louder than that. That's all the encouragement I'm going to give you. Let God have that voice. Let God have that voice. Passionately. Come on, beyond the discipline. God, let me get to a place of delight. Let me get to a place of desire. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, let a well spring. The well spring, oh God, come into my heart. Oh, I love you, Jesus. That's right, young men. Come on. Some of you, we were, we was playing just the other day. We was louder than we are right now. Come on. Put a little passion in your prayer. Come on. Put a little passion in your prayer. Come on, mama, pray. Come on. Why don't you just spend a little time really in thanksgiving to God? Really in thanksgiving to God. What God has done. God has wrought. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I worship you. Come on, sis, really pray. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, go ahead and lift your voice here. Oh, God, I'm going to pray with some passion tonight. God, I'm tired in body. I'm frustrated, oh God, with some of the things going on. But you're still worthy. You're still worthy. God, you've still been better than anything that's going on in my life. I praise you. I love you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I exalt your name. I exalt your name. Come on, that's right. That's right. Exert some energy here in your prayer. Thank you, church. I love you. I love you. 
I love you. I love you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Come on. Don't worry about the tears. Why don't you just let them flow? Get past the pride of the moment and let God have a work in your life tonight. That's right. Come on. Come on. A fervent prayer. Fervently. 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 Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Come on. Pray fervently with all of my heart, all of my soul. Yes, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, come on. There's going to be some of you, uh, by the time you leave this service tonight, uh, you're going to have a marked difference in your prayer life. This is not just another message on prayer. 
That's right. Push a little bit into prayer. Thank you, church, for helping some of these. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a special place here tonight. Oh, I love you, Jesus.
hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus upon my sister. Jesus, God, you're the burden bearer, God, and through it, Jesus, the teaching, God, of how to pray, God, to fall in love with you like never before, Jesus, dependency upon you. Sister, just let the Holy Ghost flow. 
That's okay, don't bugger. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. That's right. Come on, just yield to the Holy Ghost. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. That's right. Just yield to the Spirit. God's taking some of you to different places here in the Holy Ghost tonight. It's a place of desire and delight right now is where we're at tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, no, no. Thank you. 
hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whether you're standing or sitting, can we just lift our hands to the Lord? Tell him how much you love him. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Come on, you feel that rush of the wind coming across here right now. That's the type of spirit that's going to come into some of your rooms and cars. Over the next few days, if you're sensitive to it. Oh yeah, that's the same spirit that's going to come sweeping into your situations. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. That's right, sis. Go ahead and move into that spirit of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and move into it. The Holy Ghost has a special place for you right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Come on, that's right. We're not going to have a traditional dismissal tonight. We're just going to pray. As you need to go, you can go, but the Holy Ghost is helping us right now. There's some of you that's going to be a long time before you walk out of here tonight. The Spirit's doing something different here. Yeah, <laughs> 